We're studying in Exodus chapter 21. We, when, when I first came over, when they first invited me to be pastor here, I started a series in Genesis, and we've been going verse by verse in the book of Genesis, and now through Exodus, and we continue in that. We're, we've made it to Exodus chapter 21. The children of Israel are delivered out of Egypt, and they're, they're at Sinai, at that plateau. It's They're above the sea, but still not to the top of that mountain, that granite-faced rock known as Sinai or Horeb. In Exodus chapter 21, it says, Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them. That's God speaking to Moses to tell Israel how they are to be living. This is after the Ten Commandments, but does not supplant them. The Ten Commandments stand out of Exodus chapter 20. These laws and judgments that God set, these ordinances that we read in the next several chapters, they are consistent with the Ten Commandments. They really are. But these give uh, further instruction of how they may be applied in everyday life. Today, the commandment there, the judgment that we read, comes in Exodus chapter 21 and verse 16. It says, And he that stilleth a man... And selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, instead of selling him, he still has possession of him, he shall surely be put to death. The subject at hand today is a, is a difficult subject, but a subject that lies right before us in black and white from God's Word. The subject of abduction and or trafficking. Abduction and or trafficking. When it says in Scripture, he stilleth a man, that literally means to feed them or to steal them, to, to carry them away. Surely we know that this is a subject that is needed in our land today. There's a movie that's out right now, The Voice of Freedom, and it's, it's a movie that shows uh, the, 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 the realization of child abduction and what happens in, in that dark world and, and how that while just economically, if there is no buyer, there is no market. So it, it addresses the idea of abduction, of stealing people and selling them or even stealing them and holding them for one's own possession. Guilty of this very command. That selling literally means as merchandise. You know, you... Again, there is no, if there is no buyer, there is no market. There are plenty of products that have shown up in, in stores and they're not to be found any longer because nobody buys them. So someone is selling a person as if by merchandise and someone is also buying. You can't have a seller without a buyer. Also, uh, the term or the phrase found in his hand literally means having possession of it. Someone is stolen. They're taken or carried away, and someone has possession of that person. You see how that this would violate the commandments of God. Go back to, to the, the second tablet in Exodus chapter 20. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his nest, nor, nor anything that is thy neighbor's, even including your neighbor himself, thou shalt not covet. This judgment 
in the light of God's word ought to be a very clear under it ought to be a very clear thing for us to comprehend. It's not right to take people and to possess them, to use them for our own selfish pleasures, or to sell them so that we may gain off of someone else's selfish pleasures. This is an Old Testament Jewish law. But it's also in the New Testament when Paul wrote to young Timothy. Please look over in 1 Timothy chapter 1, if you would, please. Brother, Brother Joe, why, why are you talking about this stuff? Well, again, it's, it's the next verse. It's God's Word. It applies today. 1 Timothy chapter 1. And 1 Timothy chapter 1. Read with me, please, verses 9 through 11. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient. For the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel. The sound doctrine is according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. So this this verse, this old judgment from Exodus chapter 21 is brought to New Testament light and understanding by the Apostle Paul to Timothy, that, that, that these things are contrary to sound doctrine. They're contrary to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're contrary to God himself. Is this much of a problem in our world today? Well, you tell me. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, 797,500 children younger than 18 were reported missing in one year period of time, resulting in an average of 2,185 children being reported missing every day. You You tell me if Exodus chapter 21 and verse 16 is a relevant verse for us to study today. 203,900 children were victims of family abductions. 58,200 children were victims of non-family. 115 children were victims of stereotypical kidnapping. These crimes were involve someone the child does not know or someone of slight acquaintance who holds a child overnight or transport the child 50 miles or more, kills them or demands a ransom. You tell me if this is a real problem. You tell me if men are ungodly. You tell me if this is something that needs to be heard today. According to Safe at Last, in 2020, only 0.11%, 0.11% of missing children were cases that resulted in stranger abductions. That means it's a friend, a family, a loved one, a familiar face that grabs a child and steals them. How sinful is men stealing in our nation. This applied to the Jews. It did. They would steal one another. They would hold each other one another. They would sell one another. This applies. We're living behind enemy lines today, children. Children 12 years old and, and older are the kidnap are, are the victims of about 80% of all kidna- of all kidnappings including minors. So 12 and older Girls from 12 to 17 of age are the most 
typical victims of abduction. Again, if there is no buyer, there is no market. Hear this. Human trafficking is an industry worth over $150 billion. So this isn't some small potatoes, you know, Coons, Old Spurger Highway kind of thing. This is the big, the industrial, the elite. Those that make laws are buyers and sellers of men. The people that have the most to gain are the people that keep this business running. Human trafficking. 99% of sex trafficking victims are females. Human trafficking wasn't a federal crime, though. Did you know this? Until 2000. He that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. It's a sick crime. It's a sick. Just reading these statistics, I don't enjoy reading these statistics, but it doesn't mean they're not so. I, I, I could hide this stuff from you. There's violation of this law every day, everywhere, all over the place. According to the latest research, approximately one in seven youth online between 10 and 17 years old receive a sexual solicitation or approach on the Internet. One out of seven. Four percent received an aggressive sexual solicitation. Meaning someone by phone or, or something has either offered them money or some other gift to participate and lure them into this stealing. 34% experience unwanted exposure of sexual material, either sending them to these various sites or these pictures of something or other. You know what I mean? 27% of youth who encountered unwanted material told a parent or guardian if it was distressing, episodes that made them feel very uncomfortable or afraid, 42% told, told a parent or guardian. Research indicates that one in five girls and one in ten boys will be sexually victimized before adulthood. Let me read that one again. Research indicates that one in five girls, 20%, and one in ten boys, ten percent, will be sexually victimized before childhood, before adulthood, rather. Much of that has to do with this verse, and he that stilleth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. Is this is this a real problem? It sure is. It's a matter of the heart. It is. It's a matter of disregarding God, disregarding God's creation. We know after I'll turn over to the book of Genesis, if you would, please. After Noah disembarked from the ark, he disembarked, there's something that's mentioned. There's something that's mentioned concerning the, the, uh, the, 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 the person of man. Let's see here. In verse 4, But the flesh with the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, ye shall not eat. And, and surely your blood of your lives will I require. At the hand of every beast will I require, and at the hand of man. At the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For the image of God made he man. For someone to steal and hold for a possession or sell the image of God, yes, they are sinning against their neighbor, but they're ultimately sinning against God. This is a heart problem. 
This is a heart problem while there's so many abductions, while there's so many children stolen away and used for nefarious means or nefarious um, uh, intent. It's, it's, a, it's a complete uh, total disregard of God and in His creation that men would steal a man and sell him or keep them for their own. How would one... Just for parents, I'm a, I'm a parent of young children. How, how would one prepare themselves if, if a child goes missing? We're supposed to keep a description of our child on hand. It's good to have up-to-date pictures at least every six months, which now everybody having a camera phone, everybody's got pictures of everything. Updated dental records, children's medical records, keeping, if possible, going down to the local police department, keeping a, a fingerprint log. Even keeping something such as a toothbrush handy for DNA sample, those types of things for sure. But mostly, what can one do to protect your child from this type of thing? Just keep an eye on your children. It's amazing to see how many parents are more involved with updating their Snapchat and, and correspondence to people that they don't even know. Yesterday, we were over here at Munchies eating, and and. Over on the table, there was a woman having her lunch and had what looked like a five-year-old. And that five-year-old was just running all over the place. And what I presume was mom didn't care a thing, wasn't even watching him. Well, that kid could have gone missing. What would she have known? We used to live over in Baton Rouge. And in the, the mall of Louisiana, there was a lower court where the playground was. And there was a cutout. And then the people in the upper, they could lean against the rail and look down in there. It's amazing I would just watch the, the people who were single or alone and watching down in here. Were they looking for parents who weren't watching their kids? What were they looking at? I have no idea. I know the mall of Louisiana is one of the hot spots for child abduction in Louisiana. Is this real? Is this real? Absolutely. What do we do if, if your child goes missing, loved one, child, grandchild, act immediately. Of course you check the home. Of course you look all over. You call the police. But by that time, they might be long gone. When Lex, when he was, what, first, second grade? We lived real close to the school over in Louisiana. And we would drop him off and pick him up. But one day we came through and he wasn't there. They looked over the school grounds. They looked everywhere. Jill called me. Do you have Lex? No, I don't have him. Called our friend. Do you have him? No, I don't have him. It was real scary. Turned out there was a he for some reason he got on a bus. He thought he needed to get on a bus, and that that day that bus driver was a was a substitute bus driver. So he was returned a couple hours later. But how frightening how these things can just happen! Boom, boom, boom. Why? Because we live in a land full of sinful men. We know it's a sin. He that stilleth a man and selleth him, or he that if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. What does God think about it? He, he calls it sin and it's worthy of death. Something I do want you to know before we really get into some more of the business of this message. There is a universal sign for abduction. Do you all know what the universal sign for abduction is? I want everybody to take out your, lift up your right hand. I want, you to do, I want you to know what this universal sign for abduction is. Take up your right hand. Now, put your thumb into your palm. You're not doing it. Take your thumb in your palm and then close your fingers over. Okay? That's it. Just keep doing that. There was a young lady. She was stolen by... Just keep... No, keep doing it. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted muscle memory. There was a lady, uh, I say lady, teenager, that was abducted 
And her, her abductor was from North Carolina, and he was on the run, and they were driving down the road. They've been going for miles. And people in traffic just thought that this young woman was waving at them. She was doing this sign for abduction. Eventually, somebody saw what was going on. They called the police, and this guy that was known for doing this to people and had been charged with it, they captured him. They released her, probably saving her life and much torment. If, you, if you're ever in a place where you're abducted, do this and do this and do this. Maybe you can't cry out. Maybe you can't. Doing this is a cry for help. But also, you see somebody doing this, you intervene because there are men stealers out there. Men stealers. Know that sign. Rehearse it. Remember, if there is no buyer, there is no market. Of all these stats, while someone is taking, there is also someone that's buying. You know, they, they focus on the abductor. They focus on these houses where these children are kept. Where's the focus of the buyer? There's over 150 billion reasons why those with money, power, and influence don't care to fix this problem. And why these people would say that this movie is, is an overreaction and, and why they're all QAnon crazy people who would even believe such a thing, right? If there's, if there's an event, if there's money, if there's prestige, if there's whatever, there are men stealers at hand. Epstein didn't kill himself. And this is, I'm not trying to make this political, but it's just a fact. Epstein didn't kill himself. And those that went to his island run this country, and they make sure there is a way for men to steal men and women and boys and girls, to buy and sell them, and to hold them in their possession. Children. Now, also, think about this. All these children that are coming across the border, you know, they're conveniently dispersed in different camps all over, and conveniently they're not documented, and conveniently we have no idea the true numbers. What do you think is happening conveniently with those children? I think our answer is right here in verse 16. We surely live behind enemy lines of wickedness. Look, if you would, please, in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, yes, it, it's a problem across the board, but I believe this is a problem that, that has roots even among the elite of this nation. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And those are the very ones that advocate and support and protect the whole idea and initiative in this country of men stealing that promote an open market for such things. Also, it's not just an elite problem. I want you to hear these statistics as well. The less wealthy indulge in the crime more often. And they do this through pornography. Listen. Many of those girls or, or women are victims of these crimes. They have been abducted into these things and they're used by men stealers to sell them online. Listen to this. According to the anti-trafficking nonprofit rescue Freedom, 49% of sexually exploited women in nine countries said pornography was made of them while they were being sold for sex. That's half. Half. Just under half. So, 
he that stilleth a man or woman, and selleth him or her, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. So those that participate, those that encourage, those that indulge in these things, they are likewise party to the crime of stealing men. And again, by that statistic, that's half. Half of those people are, are victims of this crime. According to different surveys, about 50% of men watch pornography about once a month. So half the men watch it, and half the time they watch it, more or less, they're watching someone that has been stolen and exploited and is in violation of Exodus chapter 21 and verse 16. How prevalent, how prevalent is abduction and or trafficking in this nation? How prevalent? One who participates in this behavior is part of the problem and part of the crime, just as guilty. If I, if I drive Lex over here to this gas station and he robs it and I'm, I know I'm going to rob it, I'm just as guilty as he is. If I know what's going on through all these things and participate, I'm just as guilty as the person who stole that kid and put them in those scenarios. How terrible, how terrible is that? What does God think about it? Again, look at what he says in verse 16. He shall surely be put to death. You see, we, we, when we were looking at murder before, it says, okay, a, a, a person who smiteth a man, he, he'll die. But then, okay, once we hear it, if it was by accident, then he'll go to the city of refuge. There's no such thing in this. There, are no, there, there is no examination here. You steal somebody and you sell them. Or you steal somebody and you keep them or you're party to that crime. There's no examination. You're guilty, worthy of death. There's no trial. There's no hear me out kind of stuff. There's no conditions, no circumstances, none of that. No, what's it say? He shall surely be put to death. And we can also say she because there are plenty of she's out there that participate in this as well. We can safely say that the Lord hates it. We can safely say it. If he, if he says it's worthy of death, and, and in the book of Romans, in chapter 6, look at this, Romans chapter 6, and verse 23, says the wages, for the wages or the, the earnings of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. What does God call men stealing? And men abduction, trafficking and abduction, what does he call it? He calls it sin. Does he use the word sin in verse 16? No, but he uses death. You do this, the reward, the earning, the wage for it is death. Being sin, the only liberation from it is the gospel. Continue reading in Romans chapter 6. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Is there grace for the man stealer? Only in Christ. Is there grace for that one that will participate through either directly or indirectly? Only according to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Is there, is there hope? Is there assurance? It, it, can one be free? Not by themselves. Again, only according to the blessed gospel of Jesus Christ. One must repent and believe that glorious gospel. You saw when we looked in First Timothy how he, he had that lit he had that list of things that were contrary to the glorious gospel. And the gospel likewise is contrary to those. Yet 
through granted repentance, those turning from self, turning from sin, turning to Christ, would no longer be contrary and out of the way, but by the power of God would be reconciled to God according to that glorious gospel. Yes, this sin is most wicked. It's, it's most vile. It's horrible. It's both sin against God and against man. It violates both tablets of the law. Thank God that there is salvation. There is salvation unto sinners. Thank God. Granted repentance and belief in Jesus Christ. Thank God. So what are we to do? Looking at this verse, what are we to do? Well, of course, yes. Of course, yes. Don't steal a man. And of course, don't sell a man. And of course, no, don't hold on to a man, even if you don't sell him. Of course, we don't do that. That's logical. What do we do? We love our neighbor, right? I had you all doing that hand gesture. Why? Just Not just so that you know how to avoid these things and commending you not to be men stealers. But if you see your neighbor in desperation, free them, love them. Do not turn a blind eye just because we're so busy living our lives. Love our neighbor. Love your neighbor to, so that they would not be abducted and love them so that we would be always willing to help and on the ready to be an advocate for our neighbor. Who's my neighbor? Anybody I got contact with. We are to condemn abduction and or trafficking in all forms of it. Yes, as much as I can reach out to the, to the highest and those that make the laws, I, I should condemn it, but I should also condemn it. As I, as I said earlier, through uh, in, in private, so that none, none would indulge in such things that would even remotely promote the abduction or exploitation of men or women, just for the simple and convenient and very brief gratifica- gratification it might bring. That's, that's being party to the crime. I, I, w- I would encourage you to condemn those things. Yes, yes, condemn it by the mouth, but also in the heart, condemn those things. We should watch out for those in danger, especially our own. I'm very careful how these children play out here because there's, there's people walking up and down this road all day long. Uh, when our youngest was just a baby, Jill had her over at the at Walmart, turned around, turned back around. There was a guy that had picked her up out of the buggy and was holding her. It takes a second for a child to go missing. Just a second. No, watch out for those in danger, especially our own. Make, 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 make it a personal thing to watch out against those that would steal because there are those that would steal. Again, 150 billion reasons why they would steal. And what was the number? 797, 500,000 children worldwide taken every year. Does it happen? Absolutely it happens. Absolutely. Broadcast the gospel. What do we do? Yes, we love our neighbor. Yes, we can we condemn this this point of the law, not the law itself, but those that would violate it. We watch out for our own, but we broadcast the gospel. That's the cure for all sinfulness. Broadcasting the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the Lord, when that woman that was caught in the act and they brought him to they brought her to him in John chapter 8. After he dealt with them and sent them away and he wrote in the sand and all that stuff, what did he say to her? Go and sin no more. He encouraged her and her in repentance. 
to live a life that was different than the life she lived before. The gospel changes people in that it makes the dead to live. You think we have a, a, an abduction and trafficking problem? That's a heart problem. You broadcast the gospel, God saves people according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that, that problem is solved in the gospel. What do we do? We approach a religiously lost and dying world with the message of repentance. Don't do it your way. Do it how, how God said. What, what, what does it say from cover to cover? Repent and believe the gospel. Trust the Lord and do what he says. He that stilleth a man and selleth him, or he that, or if you be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. Surely be put to death. This is a serious problem. It's a serious sin. It's one that that I that it bothers me having young children. And if you have children and grandchildren and great grands, it it should be on your mind as well. But this is symptomatic. Again, this this sin is symptomatic. You know, at lunch. Sam was saying how he sent a, a Bible to his brother, and his brother threw the Bible away. Well, yes, he didn't care for that Bible, but that's a symptom that he hates God. When people steal a man, it's a terrible symptom that they would be willing to do that to their neighbor, to a, another person. But it's symptomatic that they hate the image of God. That they want to dominate the image of God and sell it for their pleasure. It's symptomatic that they want to raise themselves up even above God, as Satan declared in the book of Isaiah. And even Adam and Eve, as they saw that fruit in Genesis chapter 3, they saw that they could be as gods, as Elohim, the divine judges and ruler. It's symptomatic. It's a sick symptom, but it's symptomatic of what man, what he wants to do and how he wants to rule and lead himself and even dominate over all, even and especially the Most High. And it's a symptom that it shows again that they would take the image of God and try to exploit it for their own pleasures rather than submitting to God and loving their neighbor, which is in the image of God. How terrible. We also, I read all those statistics before, but I want you to know, after reading this, seeing it right there in black and white, this is from, uh, from thousands of years ago, we also know that this is no new problem. And this is the Lord commanding, chapter 21, verse 1, the judgments which thou shalt set before them, the children of Israel. He wasn't saying, be careful that you don't see this out here in Moab or Canaan or everywhere else. This is instruction for the children of God to hear. So this is no new problem. And this was no new problem for the children of God to participate or to deal with. This is an old problem and an evil one. It is contrary to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, stealing a person and selling them and exploiting them and, and holding on to them. And, 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 and I would encourage you to to follow after the gospel, that you would love your neighbor as yourself, loving God because of that gospel. There are many that are secretly part of the problem. Don't be secretly part of the problem. 
Don't be secretly part of the exploitation. You know, the things that come in on the TV, things that come in, you know, through the Internet and all kinds of stuff, you can secretly be part of this problem. I encourage you not to be. Preach the gospel. In preaching the gospel, you know, if we just stress the details of this verse and said, well, I want to teach bad men how to be good men, that's not what the gospel does. The gospel doesn't teach bad men how to be good men. It's the power of God to make dead men live. Stealing men, selling them, exploiting them, abducting them, trafficking them, that's dead man behavior. And the wages of dead man behavior is death shall surely be put to death. Tell dead men they need life. Protect your families. Confirming evildoers makes you a party to the crime. Don't confirm an evildoer in their evil. Don't say it's okay. Well, it's not hurting anybody. I, I've heard that argument before. Well, I can do this and I can watch this and I can participate in this. It's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting anybody. Please look at 2 John, if you would, please. 2 John in verse 11. It's not hurting. Yeah, I can watch this in private. I can do this in private. It's not hurting anybody. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. You, if someone approves or sanctions or even from a distance participates in, or even on hand participates in the stealing, abduction, or trafficking and or trafficking of human beings, they're just as guilty as the person that stole them. Just as guilty. One who agrees with or helps someone commit a crime, an offense, is guilty of the offense. That's the definition of party to the crime. And I'll read it again. One who agrees or helps someone commit an offense is guilty of the offense. If you agree with it, and how do you how do people agree with it? Either active consent or participate, tune in, if you will, or passively participate, turning a blind eye. That's why I sh- another reason why I showed you how to do the hand and everything. How many people in that interstate saw that little girl and just thought she was waving and turned a blind eye, didn't even know that she was in distress? No, don't participate. Don't turn a blind eye. Don't be a partaker of these evil deeds. Love the Lord God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. Abduction and or trafficking, how serious is this? Well, again, I said it was a heart matter. It gets deeper and deeper and deeper into this. Think about it. Every sinner, every every person by birth is guilty of this. What? No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Every person. How? Read it again. And he that stilleth a man and selleth him, or he if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. We read in Genesis chapter 9 how that every man is the image is made in the image of God, right? Every man made in the image of God is made in the image of God by who? By God. What things are God's? That they came to the Lord Jesus asking about taxes, remember? 
He said, well, let me, let me see. Whose picture is that on there? And they said, Caesar. He said, okay, render unto Caesar's what's Caesar's, and render unto God what is God's. What is God's? Man is made in God's image. He's telling them not about taxes, but devotion of self unto God because man is God's possession. So then, a sinner holding themselves, presumably stealing God's creation, and, in our, and we take our lives in our own hands, we attempt to steal God's creation. We attempt to take possession of our own body and hold it for ourselves, and we are not our own. Just as these men would take a man, steal a man, and sell them or, or hold them in, for their own good pleasure, so every man does by birth of his own self. And that is theft against God. That's man-stealing. And everyone by birth is a man-stealer against God. Does that make sense? Men-stealers? That six-year-old back there, she wants to do her own thing. She doesn't comprehend that she is God's creation. She wants, she wants to do her thing. Man-stealing. When, I, when I'm being God's creation, and even in the new birth, that's what Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 7. The things that I shouldn't do, I do it anyway. I'm taking God's creation, I'm stealing it and using it for my own purposes. The, the members war against one another. He says that very thing in Romans chapter 6, about who we yield our members to. That's who we obey. Men stealers. As a men stealer, every single person by birth, trying to take God's creation and use it for our own pleasures. What's it say? He shall surely be put to death. What's the wages of sin? Death. Surely everyone by birth, as an attempted stealer, an attempted man stealer, is guilty of death. Contrary to the glorious gospel, we read that in, in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1. What is the solution? What's the cure? How would someone be rescued? How, how, being a man stealer, how can you be rescued from the penalty of death? Thank God, the same cure and rescue as with all manner of sin, the glorious gospel. I've said that. That's what it says in First Timothy, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. That sinner, that wicked one, deserving the wrath of God, deserving death and eternal, the second death, deserving it. Jesus Christ, the fit substitute, taking the place of sinners. How that he died for the ungodly. In his own body he bore our sins. How, how, how that Christ, the literal wrath of God, it says in the book of Lamentations that God the Father sent fire into his bones, that death eternal that the sinner deserves, Christ took upon himself. If I ever wonder how sinful I ever that I really am, all I have to do is think about what, what he and the flesh endured for me. We read just beyond it. We read through it this morning in the book of Romans. Turn there just for a moment. If you ever wonder, wonder how, how serious sin really is, read Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. He that spared not his own son, 
but delivered him up. So imagine, as it were, if God's bow of wrath had been drawn straight into your heart to plunge you directly into eternal judgment, and Christ stepped in front and took that arrow of wrath. He spared not his son. He shot that that figurative arrow of wrath into Jesus Christ. It wasn't his sin. It was my sin. God wasn't angry at Christ. He was angry at me. And Jesus Christ died instead. He that spared not his own son. The glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, that fit substitute, bore the wrath of God on behalf of his people. Why Why would wrath come? Because of sin. The wages of sin is death. Sinner, I would encourage you to repent. Turn from yourself, from your wickedness. See how that you're guilty of Exodus chapter 21 and verse 16. You might not have, in a literal sense, stolen someone, but you might have participated along the way, directly or indirectly. Or it may be you have not. Maybe it could be you only desire to live life for you, but you have stolen your own self or attempted to from God, you are his creation, but attempted to steal yourself from him and have your life in your own hands, still worthy of death. I encourage you to repent. Believe on the only cure. Believe on the only only source of liberation. Believe on the only rescue from this death, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.